1: Of a plague ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January
2: 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. My parents didn't care about curse words at all, mm-hmm. but when I moved into my aunt's house, she definitely cared, and we were not allowed to say that sucks. Oh yeah. Yes,
3: I was just going to say <laughs> saying sucks is my that's the first time I remember my mom yeah. being like don't say that. Why don't they like sucks? Sucks is not that bad. I know. I was like my
2: argument I and I was in high school, I was uh-huh. 14, and my argument was a vacuum sucks. <laughs>
3: what's wrong? It's a what? it's a verb. That's what, what I told yeah. my mom. I was like vacuum suck what's what's wrong? But I think it's because it came from dick sucking. Yeah. Really Like,
1: like suck yeah. my dick I don't you think suck. it came from that Really Of yeah.
0: course
3: I don't know It's an insult <laughs> You suck You suck dick So oh, you must be no, inferior just, Oh yeah. Because okay, you yeah. suck dick
0: I'm ducking out You're ducking out Let's duck out together See what it's all
3: Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast with a name that may or may not be sabotaging my job search. I'm Carolyn Berchier, <laughs> and I'm Sarah York. <laughs> and today we'll be diking out about strippers with comedian, podcaster, and retired stripper Amber Rollo. Welcome, Amber. Hey, happy to be here. Glad to have you. Amber is our amazing digital producer on the Box Show, and I've also had the pleasure of producing stand-up shows and performing with you uh, over the years. And you're also the host of the Daddy Less Issue
2: Podcast. That is correct. Yeah, Chanel okay. Lee and I. The Orphan Podcast.
3: Yes, the Orphan <laughs> Podcast. Amber is also a retired orphan. <laughs> <laughs> or a full time uh, or- orphan. I don't know. Full time re- or full time <laughs> You don't retire from I being- was gonna like, say, can you
1: retire from orphanhood? No. I mean if you get a daddy.
3: Right. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't think oh, so. A
1: lot of people are trying to do that, though, and their parents are still alive.
2: <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Hey, you know, there are many different type, types of households out there,
3: right, and right. I'm
2: okay with it. Yeah, okay.
3: No judging. <laughs> no no cool. judging. Our this is our first of the, new year, right? of the new year.
1: Wow, 2018. Doing, it's... doing okay so far. Oh, I'm still not. Still pretty bad. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't think it's going to be any better, guys. No. I wouldn't hold out for, like, a great year.
1: I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be better in that I think we're going to see a continuation of some good things, but totally overshadowed by a continuation of really shitty things too. So I don't know. This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be one where you have to dig for good news stories to make yourself feel like everything's fine.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I started off my year with the flu, which sucked. (laughs) Like Literally January 1st, I woke up with the flu. And you also woke up
1: one year older. It was Carolyn's birthday on January 1st. Happy birthday, birthday, Carolyn. Oh, this is a lot of
3: information we're giving out. Yeah. Now someone's going to know my bank passwords. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, as long as nobody. I told you not to make it my birthday my is first January pet. 1st. Yeah. <laughs> All my passwords. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've already had a lesbian death this year. Who? So this one I didn't even know about because kind of shame on me. I don't know. The partner of the author of oh, Eat, Pray, yeah. Love, Elizabeth Gilbert. Now, I had no idea that Elizabeth Gilbert left her husband who Eat, Pray, Love is about. Right. I, I never read or saw Eat, Pray, Love because I'm like, that is some heteronormative yeah, bullshit. I, I don't. And um, Who was in it? Was it Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts yeah, was no. in the movie.
2: I never read or saw it either.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean because there there was nothing in the preview about the the love part involving right. like a lesbian it awakening, yeah. uh, so I didn't see it. But apparently, she she left her husband, who she met um, mm-hmm. on her journey, and began seeing uh, Rhea Elias. And she passed away after a battle with cancer, which oh, really no, sucks and so is super sad. Um, lesbians die both on TV and in real life wow, they sure way too do. often.
1: Yeah. That's a bummer. I, I remember, I remember reading that, but I couldn't, I was like, how do I know that name? And I, I didn't bother to like click on it and figure out who it was cause I am the worst. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> but I do hope that now she has more time on her hands to write an eat, pray, love sequel that involves lesbians. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Is that mean?
1: No, I think it's. I think it's fine. No,
2: I think it's a. It's a hopeful thought for her. Now that your like, wife is dead,
3: I hope it frees yeah. up some time.
2: Wait a week before you tweet her. Okay. Asking for that. Now that you have some extra time, could you? Yeah.
3: yeah. Now that you're not waiting on your not- cancer-ridden. <laughs> Now that Lady you're you no longer a caretaker so right. take care yeah. of my needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More lesbian movie and you know Julia Roberts I don't think she's played a lesbian yet. No, no she hasn't.
1: I don't I don't think anyone like she's super got the famous mouth for has it. played a lesbian. She does. Yeah, she's got the like
3: Amber's I like, like she's, what would that mouth be?
1: She could be like the more feminine in a relationship with a slightly androgynous, but not at all, butch woman. I could see her doing that. I could see her being sort of the, she'd be in the passenger seat of that Subaru,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, but
1: never the driver's seat. That's, yeah. what, that's how I look at like a Julia Roberts lesbian character.
3: I picture her right away with, um, Ellen DeGeneres's ex before Portia. Ooh, I don't know. Anne Haish? No. I think I'm missing a whole the decade one there, that. aren't I? I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I'm missing. I she was also on the L Word because the L Word really, got all the, the B listers. The they got
1: everyone they could get their hands on. That's why. Yeah, because they would sit like A minus listers down and be like, "Listen, here's what this show is. Here's what we're gonna have to do," and they're like, "No,
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> I can't do that."
3: I think at so this point,
2: Julie Roberts would be open to it.
3: To I think so. Yeah, she's really not. There are many happy big A list actors anymore. that have
1: played lesbians, though. Who has played a lesbian? I mean... Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess... Well, Julianne Moore and Annette Benning. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty big. Even though that movie infuriates me. Uh,
3: Um, That movie sucks, right? Can we take a
1: second to talk about... The Kids kids Are are all all right? right. sucks. I don't like it. I I shouted that down the hall at my girlfriend the other day because she wanted to watch it. And I was like, you don't understand. I hate this movie. I actively hate
3: this movie. I just hated that it existed because when it came (laughs) out, it was all... Straight people wanted to talk to me about. Mm-hmm. Is like my landlord came by to drop off some mail and was like, "Have you heard of the movie The Kids Are Alright?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Cool." Uh, thought you might like it. Wow, that's so like he it. saw that and thought it's hey, just I a, know a
1: lesbian. I yes. should make sure she knows about this.
3: Yeah, it's like people that's asking exactly us what he thought
2: if we've seen Crashing. Yeah, yeah. you're like <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I got that a lot after my divorce. (laughs) Yes. Oh, did
1: did the crashing (laughs) jokes wear on you after a while?
3: So many people were like, oh, Carolyn, have you watched the show Crashing? I'm like, oh, I'm glad sad divorced comedian makes you think of me.
1: (laughs) At least they didn't say, have you seen Eat, Pray, Love? (laughs) (laughs) That would be worse. There are worse movies that people could bring up. I did go on a trip.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I don't think anyone's ever seen. it. Actually, in sixth grade, uh, we had to watch the movie Sarah Plain and Tall. Remember that movie? Glenn no. Close was in it.
3: No, it no. was about
1: a prairie. It was like during the pr- like the Oregon Trail prairie kind I of time. I remember times. it was
3: a, based on a book, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, well, there were, there were multiple movies. There were like I think there were multiple books, but. Okay. This was literally just like a prairie-centered like movie about a family, and Sarah was like the matriarch. And and it then was people called, call you that because your yeah. name was Sarah well, and I, you're they tall. They didn't really say anything. They just I could feel the heads turning towards me, like <laughs> everyone was like you could you could feel them struggling to be the first to make the joke. <laughs> no, like, I think I, I ended up saying it in the end. I was something like I don't know whatever my however my however sharp my humor was in fifth grade. Uh, yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird time. That was the only time anyone's ever been like, like sort of connected me to a movie so quickly because no one is like me in movies. So
3: I don't know. You should have been like, Oh, if that was Sarah plain, tall and gay,
1: (laughs) I think I was already telegraphing that with my, (laughs) with my boys basketball shoes and my oversized polo I was wearing
2: at the time. But you had long hair at the time. I did, yeah. Had, and,
1: it was like long and stringy and like just past my shoulders and I never, never did anything with it. Yes. My mom would, would struggle to get me to like brush it. That was the most she could get out of me,
2: so. Oh, my God. At that age, I had a rat's nest underneath yeah. my, I had like one rat's nest under, at the bottom layer and then mm-hmm. just a tiny layer of hair over it, like combed over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I know the exact hairstyle it. you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, I did not care. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's great! Did you guys watch the Golden Globes last night?
3: I didn't. I was on a show, I but I did
2: watch the Twitter feed and Facebook I was a work. feed afterwards. I just caught up after.
3: Yeah, it wasn't as gay as the Emmys. Yeah, the well. Emmys were super gay, but they did let Sarah Paulson <laughs> present, and she didn't wear a space outfit, which oh, was cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, and Call Me by Your Name didn't win, okay. which I would argue was better than Three Billboards.
1: Did three billboards win? Yes. Someone on Twitter today called three billboards the cilantro of movies, and I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny because people do either seem to love it or absolutely despise it. I have not seen it, so I don't know.
3: I'm kind of in the middle on it. Yeah, uh, I
1: still want to see it because I love Francis McDormand, but I I have not heard anything that's other anything other than it's brilliant or it fucking was terrible and I hated it. So I don't know. I
2: haven't seen it either, so yeah. I, can't, I can't. Yeah, it was tell kind
1: you. of in the um, middle. It was good. I did. I didn't watch any. I didn't watch anything from the thing from the show other than Oprah's full speech, which I watched about four or five times. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That was pretty awesome. And I loved the I don't know who makes these decisions, but like their moments of choosing to zoom in on men versus women were interesting throughout the speech. Like and the men that they chose to zoom in on Ewan McGregor, Gary Oldman, who both have like now people have sort of dug up some stuff about them in the past and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a great speech. Um, and now, of course, the internet is like ripping itself to shreds over whether or not she should run for president. Which I don't know yes. if that did that. Has that ever even been uttered by her? Has she actually? Has Oprah said, "I'm going to run for president"? Am no. I just missing it? Okay, No. so it's just everyone else arguing about whether or not <laughs> she should, she should run,
2: and not asking her. Because she's her really likable, and Oprah's like, no. "I never once said I would
3: do this. Oh. I have
2: no interest in doing this." Yeah. Is what I think she. Would. <laughs>
3: Oprah is too good to be president. Yes. she should just yeah. be installed permanently as queen. Yeah. of the United States, which mm-hmm. is fine. And I'd be she'll okay be the that. first and only queen we ever have. Right. And I think we would all be happy to give a portion of our taxes to. I would putting Oprah on some sort put of her on all the currency. And yeah, put her on the currency. Um, I, I was hoping that they were going to put her on the twenty dollar bill when they announced that. I was like, I think Oprah <laughs> is the oh best my God. choice. That
1: would be amazing. That would uh, be an amazing
3: choice. I do I you Harriet Tubman, would be. but yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think Oprah and money kind of yeah, yeah. goes together well. And uh, really, my take on the speech: too many cutaways to Stedman,
0: yeah. not enough
3: to Gail. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I got I was really too. nervous. The whole beginning, you kept seeing Oprah and Sedman. I'm like, where's Gail? And then finally, like, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes Mm -hmm. in, finally Gail's there. I'm like...
1: What if that had been Oprah's like, and I just want to say, Gail, you have been my rock. And like her, and like kind of her coming out moment, that would Mm -hmm. have like stopped the world,
3: I think. I mean, I think she's given that speech many times. Yeah,
1: I think we all get it now, but... I don't know I, yeah that was that was it was interesting to see like the bounce between Stedman and Gail. They only show Gale for like one s- split second and then Stedman for like a few split seconds, but hmm, I don't know we we all know who the who the you know who's really with her in that relationship, I think you know I feel like whatever it's, I feel like it is
3: whatever works for Oprah if she wants to have yeah. her man and her lady, yeah. She can have literally right. whatever she wants. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, she's Oprah. proven it over yeah. and over again. <laughs> yeah. Get it, Oprah. Yeah. And don't,
2: yeah. It doesn't matter really what we say because if you no. try to stop her from having whatever she wants, <laughs> right.
3: You can't stop Oprah. No. no. <laughs> she wants bread. She's going to have her bread. <laughs> Oh, that that was last food. year, that was bread commercials. Yeah. I love bread. <laughs>
1: now it's those sweet freestyle commercials for Weight Watchers yeah. where she's just like eating tacos with a bunch of other ladies and pastels in her ki- in her beautiful kitchen, which is probably just a
3: set. But, um, I'm yeah. sure her real kitchen is beautiful too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oprah.
1: Oh, she's everything. Um, but we don't deserve her at all.
3: Yeah, she's too good for precedent. Mm-hmm. Are all you guys right.
1: following any of the – how obsessed are you guys with pol- – you guys aren't really – like. As into the political, like, podcast world as I am, right? Like, you're not listening to it for several hours a day? No. I mean, okay. I listen
3: to Pod Save America Ooh, sometimes. me too. Okay, cool. But I think those guys... Do they annoy you? Yes. They're I... so fucking smarmy. I know, oh, but, I, but I like it. Is it weird? Okay, the only time... I,
1: I have never in a trillion years wanted to listen to two to four white men discuss anything at all, but I find myself really drawn to this podcast They are a little smarmy. Yeah. And they do have like very few women on their show,
3: but they
2: have recurring like people that come on. I have never found a political podcast that
3: I really love. Yeah. Um, Janine Garofalo used to be on (laughs) Air America and then Air America tanked. And then it's that, that was our best shot at it. Yeah. Janine Garofalo, talking politics is
2: awesome. Really? That yes. okay. sounds
3: amazing. Yes, I would listen to that. I think
2: it is mostly because it's a lot of white men. Yeah. Yeah. Janine
3: is funny and she's informed and she's passionate. Yeah. And it's a great combination. And she has a sexy voice. She does yes. have a sexy voice. Yes. Yeah. We should on this podcast. You should. We'll try. Yeah. Sexy voices endorsed cigarettes and (laughs) recovering from the flu.
2: She's totally touchable. You could get Janine Garofalo on here. We could get Janine. That's the
1: nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. We can get Janine Garofalo on here. Uh, She's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see, Janine. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Janine, well, you know, I did... Technically, no. Uh, I I did a show with Janine Grafflo, but I went on before her. So then all my friends who were at the show were like, You opened, or no, 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 wait. Janine went on before me. So they're all like, Janine Grafflo opened for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Technically, she <laughs> did. And they have. kept telling people that.
3: And that's I'm fine. like, Well, I'm not going to put it on my website, but keep spreading yeah. that word. If you want to tweet it or something. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. That funny lady, Janine Grafflo, Yeah. For? That's me. That's all
1: awesome. right.
3: Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about strippers. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I've never
1: actually seen anyone strip in real life.
2: Oh, man. You've never seen anyone strip in real life? No.
1: Have you seen burlesque? No, not live. What? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I want to see all those things. I think think burlesque would be amazing and so fun. You've never
3: seen burlesque? No,
1: I've never seen a
2: burlesque show in my life. There's an awesome
3: show. I'm really missing out.
2: Called Stand Up and Take Your Clothes Off, which is stand up and burlesque, all oh. women. Uh, and it's really fun. Okay. And the ladies that they have on it are really amazing. Cool. I, I'd recommend it. Okay. Uh, I will give you the details later because I can't remember what day Great. it is on.
1: <laughs> I like to start every uh, podcast by explaining why I don't know anything about the topic. And <laughs> then we just go from there. So we got that out of the way. <laughs>
3: Well, I, I thought I thought um, you know Amber could speak to a multitude of things, but we already yeah. had our bisexual episode, so we're only doing yes. one. Yeah, yeah, so. you guys only get one.
2: <laughs> That's so funny because bisexuals are not singular. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, I know. The, That's actually uh, very true. That's funny.
2: That's actually what I said about your polyamory episode, too.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the poly... That one, we might need another one. We'll need another
1: one of those. We could probably have a few of those. Yeah. It's a lot of different... There's a spectrum of things to talk about on that subject. Yes. Yes.
3: But but with stripping, uh, something that made me interested in it um, is that... I feel like a lot of strippers are either bisexual or mm-hmm. lesbians, female strippers, mm-hmm. and I I don't know why that is. But when I lived in Atlanta, I had a friend, and she for a while exclusively dated strippers, and I was like, "How many gay strippers are there?" Right, and a I thought lot. it was crazy. A yeah. lot, yeah. yeah, yeah. The
1: majority of them. Are. One of the few gay women that I know from high school, I don't, like, know her, know her, but just through social media, uh, her longtime girlfriend is, a like, a very successful stripper in the, I want to say the St. Louis area, but, yeah, it's kind of cool. Is it
3: okay to say stripper, or should I be saying yeah, exotic different... dancer?
2: No, I prefer the term stripper.
3: Okay. okay. <laughs>
2: um, I feel like exotic dancer, it, I don't know, it seems it feels to me like someone it's putting dancing on... With
1: like It feels like it's putting on airs. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I should be like belly dancing or something. I don't. It's um. But my mentor, the woman who taught me how to strip and like told me how you audition and everything. She's a stripper and a comedian. She's also a lesbian. Her name's Jack the Stripper. Great, like Jack the Ripper.
1: Oh, now I okay.
3: In, In New York, yeah, in New York. I think I've seen her do stand-up. I'm sure you have, yeah. Unless there are a bunch of lesbian <laughs> stripper comics running around, but I did a mic with a, with a comic who was a lesbian and a stripper. And her whole set's about stripping, so. Yes. Then, yes, you've wow. you definitely seen Wow,
2: making connections. Ah. Yeah, she's hilarious. She has a book called The Beaver Show, and she has, like, a lot of, like, Fanzines out about you know how to etiquette in strip clubs and like how you should cool. approach them and she's super sex positive
3: and cool and great yeah. interesting so so why do you think that is though that uh, that there aren't too many straight female strippers
2: I don't know I think it definitely uh, the people who want to pursue that career are usually sexually open yep mm-hmm. uh, that makes and, sense. Yeah, yeah. unless if you are forced into that situation for some reason, you're going to be um, sexually open, That's which I find is very rare, actually, the women who are dancing because they have absolutely no other option. It's yeah. just not the case. Yeah. People look at strip clubs and they're like, oh, they're so sad. These women, they have nothing else to do. And I'm like, you... There are plenty of other jobs that mm-hmm. women can do. If they're desperate, they can nanny and they can yeah. clean houses. Mm-hmm. And they, There's like a lot of other jobs. Um,
3: the saddest thing in the strip club to me are the men. Yeah. Oh.
2: oh, yeah. The patrons.
1: Definitely, <laughs> And they should they be
3: sad because we are stealing their money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not stealing it. <laughs> you're earning it. You're yes. earning it.
2: We are earning it. But sometimes, I yeah.
1: We've established on this show that the best way to handle straight men is to take their money. Yes. So. That's a that's our platform.
3: Yeah, I
2: think that's a
1: great.
3: I think that's a great platform. That's our only relationship with men. It's like how do we purely financial money,
2: (laughs) and then on top of it, you're around beautiful women all day. Yeah, yeah, and those and you see their hustle and you see their strength and their like physical strength um, and emotional strength and it's cool Mm -hmm. and you get to love them even more.
3: Yeah. That's cool. My first time at a strip club was actually a male strip club because they wouldn't let you into the female strip club unless you were with men.
1: Oh, God. That sounds like the opposite way you should have a club like that. I know.
3: And when I went, none of my friends knew I was gay at the time. Mm -hmm. I was uh, being the designated driver Taking them over to to Canada, and there there was a strip club, and it was mints and peppermints, and I think peppermints was the the men's.
1: Okay, one. like uh, okay, I, I'm I'm visualizing this now. Yeah, yeah,
3: and it was
1: this is aggressively Canadian. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was it was, so a, dive, a, it was so a dive. It was a dive. What?
1: There's a Lebats Blue special.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. Um, it was a dive strip bar, and it that was actually also really sad because it's mostly bachelorette parties, uh-huh. but then, well, and then I guess teenagers sneaking over the border wanting to see yeah. penises, and then, um, but but then there are some women that are really there for a good time, yeah, and you're like, oh, oh god, because they're all it's they're like in silly costumes yeah. they have like curly mullets like a lot of them had total hockey hair and um wow, wow.
1: that's I actually now that you say that I do rec- I just had a memory And when I was 18 years old my friends my like in high school my friends and I did go to a male strip club because they I think it was someone's birthday or something and they somehow were it was like an 18 and up situation yeah I don't know how that's a thing. I didn't really. I don't know if you can get into strip clubs at 18 or if it's like I, I would assume it's 21 and over just because of the alcohol. But
2: I think it's 21 and over. But yeah. you can dance if you're 18.
1: Oh well, yeah. <laughs> you have to wear a special wristband though, so that nobody buys you booze. Oh wow! Well, yeah, wow. wouldn't want that to happen. Wow! Yikes! Um, yeah, and I we went and it was the least. I was so uncomfortable, and I didn't fully understand. I didn't like. I didn't grasp my, like, sexuality really at the time. I was just sort of, like, not attracted to anyone. Yeah. And I remember being so deeply uncomfortable with that experience, and my friends just thought it was the funniest thing ever and the best time ever. Oh, yeah. my I My friends mean, were having I so much I hated it.
2: Male strip clubs, I don't know. Male strip
1: clubs are bad. I mean, <coughs> how... You could... I can imagine there are some extremely, like, classy, cool, sexy female strip clubs out there, but there's a definite ceiling to how classy a male strip club can be I think male strip
3: clubs are mostly for bachelorette parties yes except for there are some for um, gay men or Mm -hmm. there's one in Atlanta I'm forgetting the name of it but it's uh, it's well known and the guys are very Uh good looking and it's less cheesy whereas like the one in New York is called Hunkamania and it's <laughs> Again, men dressed up as soldiers and firefighters right. and
1: all the masculine professions are represented.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're kind of like poor versions of celebrities. Yeah. It's like the poor man's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Imagine being the poor man's Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs>
3: That I only say that because one person in the bachelorette party had a thing for Jean-Claude Van Damme and wanted that one to give her a lap dance. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs>
1: and Do you I'm think like, that this guy's like, see, guys, this is why I hold on to this shtick, because there's one in every audience. <laughs>
3: you
1: guys, yeah, who's, who's an idiot now as he's like fishing $5 bills out of his butt? It's
3: like shaking yeah. an ass. I'm, I'm
1: telling you, this works. This
2: works. You know, there's five of you poor man Brad Pitt's,
1: but there's... Right. There's ladies out there that like Jean-Claude Van Damme.
3: So did you ever have to dance for women too? Yeah, I did. Yeah, women came into the
2: club sometimes, uh, not very often, uh, but we always got very excited when they did because women are better clients uh, Mm -hmm. than I was going to
3: ask, what's the difference?
2: They... Seemed to pay attention to the, to the rules more. Uh, you didn't have oh, to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you didn't have to slap their hands as often. I also was just uh, more lenient with them because, I don't know, it's, it's a woman. I just felt more comfortable.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Do and- they appreciate the artistry more? They do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know that I there are dancers that I've talked to that haven't always had positive encounters with women at strip clubs that um if women are coming in and it's more about the attention on them, mm-hmm. uh and they like they're like, oh, I'm in a strip club. That's so sexy. And like, they want to dance themselves and oh,
1: train Yeah, wrecks. How does that, how do you, how does anyone handle at, that though? Like at, what's at first, protocol?
3: Wait, at first I thought you're going to say women who come in like looking for their husbands. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> no, I've never experienced that. Never seen okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Cause that'd be funny. That but. would be hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, but no, never seen that. Um, but yeah. I have I have seen what what you're talking. The way I'm talking makes it sound like I've been to a lot of strip clubs, but really <laughs> it was like one time of peppermints and two times in Montreal.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Continue.
2: Um, yeah, and though I don't know what the protocol is because I didn't experience oh, that. Okay. Um, I know that just if anyone's listening and they've done that. Don't do
3: that. The dancers don't appreciate it. That's their job. That's their job.
2: You're coming in and dancing for fun, and they're trying to make money. Right.
3: Can you imagine a woman being so thirsty that she's like, girls, I know where we can go find horny guys.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) can imagine that, actually. Have you met straight women? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's definitely... Do bachelorette parties come into strip clubs, or is it primarily just like...
3: No, is it, like, bachelor
1: parties one woman with, like, a bunch of dudes and she's trying to be the cool girl? Is that, like...
2: Sometimes a woman and a man will come in and they're, like, swingers, clearly. Okay. and they And they, like, the man wants to see his woman, his girlfriend with another woman. Okay. And, um, but, no, uh, generally, it's it also is interesting when a woman comes in because at the clubs that I worked at, there wasn't a woman's bathroom except for in the dressing room. So oh. but when the women come in, they kind of get to see, like... Um, behind the scenes. Yeah. They get to come into the dressing room and see how everything works and see all the women uh, in the back, like, in their G-strings and hair nuts smoking cigarettes in the bathroom.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so my, my first experience with, with that, which I didn't get to see that part, but I, I went to a strip club in Montreal when I was in college with my friends. We were out drinking, and we it was a, a bunch of girls, and we ran into this bachelor party, and these guys, a lot of them were married, uh, so they weren't being creepy, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They were just being really nice and buying us drinks and just trying to show their friend who was getting married a fun time. Oh. But the guy who was getting married was kind of sad, and I don't think he wanted to get married. And he <laughs> was had a little too much to drink and was like, yeah. he was the creepy one. Uh-uh. But they're like, oh, we're going to a strip club. You should come with us. So we went with these guys to the strip club, and... The guy who was getting married wanted to get a lap dance, and he asked me and my roommate if we would go in the room with him while he got the lap dance. And we were like, okay, because <laughs> we're young, and we're like, this is a new experience yeah, for us. Sure. Never, and he was paying, whatever. So the stripper was like giving him a lap dance. The stripper but, might have made extra money for
2: you guys being in the room, which is awesome. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. yes, she did, because it was $10 per person per minute. Yeah. Great. So, uh, and it was a lot of minutes. So she was making, or maybe twenty dollars. I don't know. It, That's it, it was sixty dollars a, a
2: minute. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she
3: made three times the amount uh, by us being there. So she was happy to do it, and she might have suggested it. I don't even remember. I, whenever I, I, a guy would ask
2: me to go into a private room, I would always suggest another woman came in because then she makes the money
3: too. Ah, that's nice. And you get to take the Oh, like another money. dancer comes in? Another dancer comes oh, in. Oh, I yeah. see Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. so he has how... to pay for both of us. Okay. So it, it it was kind of a weird experience because, one, in Montreal, you can touch their boobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he kept wanting me and my roommate to touch the boobs. And my roommate was like, she's a lesbian. She'll do it. And I'm like, no, I actually have no desire to no, touch a stranger's breast. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm not like a man. So yeah. I... <laughs> I don't want to, and I feel like lesbians are less likely to touch another woman's boobs than straight girls. I Absolutely. feel like straight girls are touching each other's boobs all the time. I <laughs> conditioned growing I up to be, be, be like, I don't want anyone
1: to think that I want to touch them, so yes. I'm not going to touch anyone for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I,
3: I that all my friends the, would be like changing yeah, no in front of each other. I'm like, I will be deep like, in the closet, I yeah. in a room.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be down the hall in a public restroom in the yeah. stall changing because I can't.
3: Yeah. I couldn't even
1: do that and like, I remember being in, like, high school at gym class, and I would go to the bathroom and change. Cause I'd, number one, because I was self-conscious about myself because I was a teenager, and two, because I just, I remember thinking, like, I just don't want anyone thinking that I'm looking at them yeah. without mm-hmm. even really realizing what that was. It was just, like, my instinct was that I shouldn't be in the room with these people because I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Yes, yes, so exactly. So that is why I think we have this, like, Aversion to something like a strip to just club, touching I boobs. guess, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or to any sort of like, yeah, playful kind of environment like that.
3: So I was literally sitting there with my hands like tucked up in my armpits, <laughs> like because she was trying to like get me more into it. I think for his enjoyment, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to participate yeah. in this. And then my roommate was just drunk and uncomfortably giggling the whole time. But then we came out, and I'm like, where are all my friends? What happened? Did everybody leave? They had gone to the bathroom and then made friends with all of the strippers and were, like, trying on their shoes, and then they were all touching each other's boobs because two of my friends (laughs) have really big boobs, and the strippers were like, your boobs are real, what? And they wanted to touch them, and then my friends were like, your boobs are fake? Let me touch them. Amazing. So they're just having this, like, boob-touching party, and then my best friend actually – Callie, who sings the (laughs) theme song for Dyking Out, was there. And she told them that she sings and started, like, singing and performing for the strippers. And they're having this, like, party while I'm having, like, the creepiest experience in the strip club. (laughs) Right, Um, But... That doesn't yeah, surprise me. And yeah.
2: that sounds fun. And that's yeah. why women get – the dancers get excited when, when women, women come there. In. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a fun time. time. It, right. it, it
3: sounded like they were having like a fun sleepover.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fun
3: kinky sleepover <laughs> up there. And, and it was like all my friends – we're having fun watching the the strippers on stage because they're watching like the pole work and uh, yeah. with a lot of admiration and being like this. I would is like to go
1: to a strip club just really to watch awesome. the performance aspect of it because it's it's cool. unbelievable what they do. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's really cool. Um, it's like
1: acrobatic and like there's a lot that goes on. To it's a very unique art form that I think is cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So when you
2: were how how many like how, how long did you spend? doing this? Just a year. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted, well, I was talking to Jack at a comedy show and she told me that she was a stripper and I was like, Oh, I've been curious about that. What is it like? Um, what type of money do you make? Uh, what are assumptions people make about you? And, uh, I have all those same questions. Yeah. (laughs) What,
1: uh, how does it work with like how what's your pay structure like how like who pays you basically when you're a dancer
2: it's you're it's paid 100% in,
1: on your own or you're paid
2: in tips you are, are okay. a um you're an independent contractor okay so you actually pay the club to work at the club. You pay a fee for the night, like uh, like renting a chair at a salon okay. in a way. Mm. And um, and you pay the house mom, who's like the the woman in the back who will do your hair and makeup if you want and has like snacks ready for you. Uh-huh. Uh, you pay the DJ. You tip the DJ every night. Um, if you want drinks or anything and they're not bought for you, then you pay for them. Uh, and... Then you get paid in tips. You get paid $20 tips for each dance. Okay. And that's per song. And then if you go to a private room, and then, oh, if you're giving lap dances, $20 a a dance. So how do they know to pay, like, the men have to pay this? The men have to pay Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're on the floor, like, you're giving lap dances, Uh uh, every once in a while you get called up on stage to to. Dance on the pole. Okay, there's usually two poles on stage, um, or three, depending on the club that you're working at, and you get called to one of those poles about like once every five songs, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, depending on how many girls are working that night, and you could be in the middle of like a series of lap dances and get pulled away from a paying client because yeah. you have to go work the pole and you don't make as much money on the pole. Cause there's not like people, I don't know if, if what ideas you have in your mind about strip clubs, but there's not like people just making it rain all the time. Right. Um, on like the actual pole dancers. There's like usually some guys around the pole dancers and they'll tip them every once in a while, but you can make a lot more money just giving lap dances. Okay. Um, if you get them to buy a private room, which is like a couple levels of private rooms, uh-huh. then you don't have to be called to the poll anymore and you're there for an hour at least. Okay. Uh, and then at that's where you least? make the, the most... So an hour well, in the same yeah, you with the try same to guy? Or, yeah. Oh, yes. wow. And you try to like pull it out. You try to like uh, tease it out so that he, when it gets to, you know, like 50 minutes they give you like a little 10 minute timer for, okay. and then you're like, Oh my God, our time's almost up. I just wish I could spend more time with you. And oh, then, so just the tiniest bit of flattery yeah. <laughs> and then they're in for more money. Yeah. It's really simple creatures. It's very simple. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, hopefully is they'll the, buy another one Is there like hour. a, like an emergency button
3: in those rooms? There's yeah, a, what happens? There's a bouncer
2: right outside the door. Okay. okay. Uh, and you can always call on him. And, um, I was friends with all the bouncers, yeah. uh, as you should be. Yeah. Um, That's be what they friendly. show in the movies. That's like the one guy in the room that you need to be. <laughs> be friendly to the bouncers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, if you said anything, then they would throw him out. Yeah.
1: Like, there's no argument. I mean, it's it's kind of like your word and he's out, or? It's your
2: word against his, and the, and the club, at least the clubs that I worked at, always believed the, the women. word, yeah. Because, um, we don't really have a reason to lie. We're losing money if we kick a guy out. So yeah. okay. a lot of times we if a guy crosses a line, you'll kind of be like, Well, I'd kind of rather take his money.
1: Yeah. No, I mean that's that's real. Yeah. I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. It's like, uh, he's he's they're just these human ATM machines at that or ATMs at that point. Mm-hmm. So you is it so, so you're sort of like weighing that in your head of like, you know, the Cost benefit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the cost
2: benefit. And sometimes I get like, I would, if there was an asshole, which I'm just going to say that there were a lot of very nice men who really just were lonely and wanted to talk to me for a long period of time. Man, that bums me out. (laughs) I
0: was
3: going to (laughs) say, honestly, I assume that that's the majority of it. Yeah. I guess now that
1: you say that, that that does sound like, especially like your weeknight crowd. Mm -hmm. Maybe your Saturdays, were the Saturdays more about like, yeah. Groups and parties and stuff yeah. like that. You
2: talked about bachelor parties earlier, and yeah. I really didn't like bachelor parties because they were noobs and they didn't know the rules and you had to explain Any it to the them. Etiquette. And they were mm-hmm. poor tippers. And yeah. you know, they really were only there for that one guy, and I just yeah. didn't Because they're like spending waste money throughout the night, so they're
3: they don't wanna blow yeah. their yeah. wad on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So
1: what who sets like how do how do these guys know here's how much money you need to spend and what happens if he's not spending money?
2: Uh there's a floor manager and you can call her over and you would say, "Hey, Richard wants to buy an hour in the blue room. Can you tell him, can you tell him how much that costs cuz I don't remember exactly what it is." Oh, okay. So um, that
1: person like assesses whether or not this guy can pay yeah. or ha- or literally, you know, they can see the money or whatever.
2: Yeah, and I've they always pay wanted that first. Too. They pay first. Okay. That makes um sense. so that, you know, you don't run into a situation where your time uh, is wasted. Your time is up mm-hmm. and then his card doesn't go through. Yeah. And that happens sometimes. Oh man. And they are very sad. And they Ugh. I feel like they're like dick didn't work in front of me. Right. And it's
1: <laughs> You're like, no, this is worse. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> I don't care about your dick.
3: Oh man.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> your dick will not pay my bills, but no. your money will. Yes.
0: <laughs>
3: and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So what's like what's, a, what's the biggest stereotype about dancing and stripping that gets pushed around but is absolutely not true, you think?
2: That the women that work there are sad. Okay. Uh, I brought it up earlier, yeah. but I have not seen, I haven't seen any sad strippers. Yeah, Um, And I I don't know. I I mean, I've been in New York in Times Square, which is one of the best areas in the world to strip because you can make the most amount of money. So a lot of the women are very happy to be there. But I also worked daytime at a strip club for a little bit um, Mm -hmm. because I was doing comedy at night and I didn't I was like, I don't know, I should just try it out and also not make assumptions that a daytime strip club would be sad. Um, so I tried it, and it wasn't sad. It just – I didn't make nearly as much money, and it yeah. wasn't worth it to me. But, yeah, the strippers are not sad. They're right. making bank, especially yeah. in these clubs. Can you give us, like, ballpark <laughs> – like, what – like a – I would make, like, 800 on a slow night, 1500 on a on a big night. In cash, a night, yeah, in what? cash. That was after I paid the Sarah's house. Putting in her two and weeks, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: you I know mean... what? I am
2: going to get a Blink Fitness <laughs> membership. <laughs> but I and, think that's... and um, any anything that you do to like take care of yourself, like any like getting your waxing, nails done, getting yeah. your nails done, anything like that is all tax, tax- deductible. Yeah, great. Which that's I, amazing. I now do not get my nails done nearly as much since right. I stopped. It's <laughs> sad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think people don't give stripping, like the stripping, dancing the credit that they deserve as performers because you to know how getting in front of people and making them laugh feel is like one of the hardest fucking things to do on a stage. I mean, getting up and performing something that's scripted, not that that's easy, but that's a different story. But getting up and like eliciting a reaction like laughter that is so you know, different person to person, but I cannot fathom getting up in front of a group of people and making them think that I'm sexy. Like, <laughs> See, I, because, I, I well, like... I mean, I am currently wearing L.L. Bean waterproof <laughs> duck boots, but that to me is more, like, that to me is more terrifying. Even if you were to just put, if you were to transform my my being, my personality into, like, I don't know, like Megan Fox's body. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't be able to do it. Like I still don't think that that is that has to be so difficult.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I mean that's, that's incredible. That's really um, wise of you to think that. And it's you're right. They're definitely characters that we're playing. Yeah. And what was a challenge for me was um, recalibrating what I think is sexy versus yeah. what the general man thinks is sexy – not the same thing. I like came in my first couple of weeks. I was like, talked the way I normally talk, um, talked about like video games and star Wars right. and was just like nerdy and myself. Yeah. And guys didn't, they, it was fine. I made a lot of money still cause I am wearing a G string, but <laughs> when I, when I I played around with it a little bit, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This night, I'm going to pretend like I'm a ditz and a okay. So you can sort of have character. It's like character work. Yeah, yeah. and and the ditz made a lot of
3: money.
1: Interesting. Uh,
3: and I, it's, I mean, I believe it absolutely. I never thought about that recalibrating thing. I would. You'd have to yeah.
1: rewire your whole persona, I would assume, to be like, to be so because you. I don't know. I just, I don't understand. I, sometimes I think I understand men better than straight women, but then other times I I really realize I don't know shit about them. How simple, like, are they really just like these simple creatures that respond to just visual, you know, and like saying a few things or were there some clients or men or whatever that were more that kind of wanted to interact with you more so than just have your ass in their face or whatever?
2: Oh, yeah. There were definitely people who wanted to know everything about me. Okay. Um, and I would pick and choose whether or not those things that I told them were true. Would you say your real your real first name?
1: No. Um, or did you no. have, like, a name that you... No,
2: I was Heather. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the Heathers, because I wanted to be a mean girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's you didn't
1: sprinkle in any old feminist references,
3: <laughs> no. Um, but <laughs> I like I like that you were gifted a stripper's name at birth. Yeah. Yes, and then you had to. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Well, actually, I tried. A how many lot How of many clubs. fake
1: ambers were in the
3: club? There were a lot of ambers.
2: <laughs> Every club that I went to already had an amber. Okay. Um and and a Bambi. Uh, oh yeah, which yeah. like is was what my. Dad called me was Ambi Bambi, and Mm -hmm. Bambi's is also a very common stripper name.
3: Um, I, which is how you'd want your (laughs) dead dad to look down on you and be like, "Oh, (laughs) she's using my nickname." Did you ever
1: bring that (laughs) up as a stripper
3: name? Oh, yeah, my dead dad called me that. This I was like,
1: ooh, can I have 15 more minutes with you? This one's for daddy. God, I can't even imagine how quickly a guy would stop a private dance with me. Like, I First of all, they would not be enticed by my stage name, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Secondly, they would stop me. I would get like one minute in and I would just start like, I don't know, I would just try to talk about, I would probably end up talking about like intersectional feminism. But like in a sexy, in a sexy way. Like the 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 term was coined by Kimberly Crenshaw, (laughs) and just like God, I'm such a boner killer. Like I'm so aware of all that. Just
2: listening to the way, because like you know, that'd be useful actually. Yeah, when you're when after he's paid for the hour and you want to start a fight.
1: Yeah, then I just um, sit there and
2: talk to him about like. Until it's like 45 minutes, then you make up and then like try to get him, reel him in for the second hour. Oh, uh,
1: that's the thing that is start the other. A
2: fight?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, like a conflict in there, yeah, like a teasing a, back and forth yeah. kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah I could ah. see that working. That, that I think would play big time with a lot of guys. Uh, that's the other part of what you did is that I find to be such, and it's so incredibly like, the talent you must need for that part, the reeling them in for that next that next episode, that next half an hour, 15 minutes, whatever. Yeah. Because that's like, there's so much money in that. And that's, if you can get someone to just continue to pay you for your time, that's an art form in itself. It reminds me of like literally reading about like what, like the geisha system used to be of like them entertaining and, and like, but it was, it was so much more about the interaction and about like the art of the conversation Mm -hmm. that I think that that's fascinating to me.
2: Yeah, and that's also a lot of times why I would ask another dancer to come in with me because that process is easier when you yeah. have two women. I mean, a conversation amongst three people is always more fun and engaging yeah. than a conversation. I just
1: want to be clear, I'm not comparing geisha culture to stripping, but no. but they're very <laughs> they're both about making men interested in your physical presence for any reason and continuing to, like, pay for the experience because it's entertaining or, or you know, fulfills them in some way. The comparison doesn't anger me. Okay.
3: Yeah. When When you're dating and your partners find out that you used to strip, do they ask you to perform for them?
2: Oh, no. That's funny. That's a really interesting question. Most people just ask... Uh, were they okay with it? Um, Mm -hmm. and yes, I had one partner while I was stripping and he, uh, just, I was dating a man at the time and he was totally fine with it and very supportive and I bought him a lot of oysters. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, he didn't ever ask me to perform for him. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I could have. Uh, yeah. it, cause it is like a really intense character and yeah. I feel like being in the club helps that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, back, uh, when Jack was first teaching me and I was like, oh, so how does a lap dance go? Cause I have no idea. And she like told me and sort of like acted it out. And then she talked in a baby voice and I was like. Did that kind of freak you out a little bit? It did. Yeah. And I was like, do you always use that voice? She was like, I don't, I didn't even think about it. Wow. But yes, I do. Oh man.
1: Yeah. The whole like kind of infantilizing women is, is a part of that that I think is. That's hard. That's gotta be hard. That's gotta be probably one of the harder aspects of it.
2: Yeah. Know. Acting dumb was a little bit insulting to me at first, uh-huh. but then when I was taking their money. Yeah. And
1: At the end of the it, night, you're like, that you, wasn't so bad.
3: Yeah. Who's yeah.
1: The, As you're shopping for bigger wallets because yeah. you
3: literally have you're, so much cash. You're there. acting dumb, but they're giving you more money because you're talking like a baby.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, dumb. who's <laughs> really dumb yeah. in that scenario?
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, Sarah, when you were talking about how difficult it must be just from um, a performance standpoint mm-hmm. and having a crowd and having an audience – uh i I would think that the first time must be the most horrifying time. I feel yeah. like w- once you've done it once, sort of like doing stand up you've ripped the Band-Aid off and you're like, Oh, okay, the stakes aren't as high as I thought, but to it i mean because yeah there there aren't open mics for stripping yeah. <laughs> open so you, you can't you can't <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean mean, you you can work you can work out your moves at a at At aerobics class mm -hmm. or you know, one of those strip uh dancing classes. classes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the same. It's not the same. What was the first time like? Yeah. Um so after I talked to Jack about it, she took me to an audition, and an audition is just basically going to a strip club and you say, Hey, I'd like to audition and the the manager looks you up and down and is like, Yes or no. Um and So we went to this club, and he said, yes, that we could both audition. Um, And then they have you dance in the club um, with the patrons there. Really? Yeah. So you do one song with your dress on and one song with your dress off, and that's your audition. And I got rejected from the first club. Wow. That I, that I danced at, and that you was... You bombed. I bombed. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone bombed, for the what first it time. Felt, that's what it felt like. It felt like bombing, and I was... Ah. Oh. I was so... I was sad, and I was dejected, and I was pissed. Man. Um But I only made... That's how I react to rejection is just to come back stronger and I was like well now I'm definitely going to do this yeah and I went back the next day without Jack to a different club that she had recommended Mm -hmm. and then I got that that audition
3: do you think maybe having her there made you a little bit self-conscious I feel like having somebody that you know makes it a little bit more intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did make me a little bit self-conscious
2: and I think I just didn't know yet exactly how strippers move. It's again like recalibrating what you think is sexy versus what yeah, how men are think to is know sexy.
3: He, yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: and Did you like, ever
1: go to strip clubs to observe and to um, see like, okay, this is how they're doing it?
2: I had been to strip clubs, but I hadn't really examined. Not
1: in an academic sense? No. (laughs) I wasn't
2: like, oh, they put their chest out like this. Oh, they like drag the tips of their toes in this way. like, Oh, they like stick their, it's like, it's a very particular way of moving. And when you're not doing pole moves, it's a, um, it's, it's not even really dancing. It's like. It's more like slow motion, like Jack called it, sexually walking. I don't know. Jack called it slow motion voguing. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, you're just putting your body in a sexy shape and then another sexy shape and then another sexy shape. And then you do a, you walk around the pole and then you do a pole moves. Um, Okay. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Is it something you would ever do again? I've missed it at times. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a rush that comes from performing and making a lot of money for doing it. Um, and yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about it, but I love stand up so much. Mm -hmm. And in most clubs will ask you to work three nights a week. Um, and if you don't, if you can't work three nights a week, you need to still pay them for that, the nights that you don't work. Oh, okay. So it ends up Costing what's you what's more and the more. club?
1: Fee? What's the fee that you pay them usually? Like, what's the dollar amount that we're talking?
2: I think it was like two hundred or something. Wow, that's yeah. that's not no, an insignificant not, amount of money. No, I mean, it's if, not an insignificant so amount thinking, of money. You're
1: thinking I'm I'm in the hole already at two hundred just to be here.
3: Exactly. Well, six hundred if you have to do for oh so, three yeah six hundred right?
1: and then and then on top. of So thinking about the money you have to recoup in that time. Yeah. So when someone wastes your time, it's a big deal. Oh so no, like,
2: yeah, I was all about efficiency. yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, very, very efficient. That's why I was, like, doing the math on, you know, being on the pole versus doing lap dances versus being in the rooms. You wanted to get into a room as quickly as possible, and you wanted another girl with the – there's, like, a lot of math that goes into it, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And if a man is talking you up at the bar, then he better be paying you for the the same amount as a lap dance would be
1: at least. That's where I would come in. I'd be like, does anyone just want to sit at the bar and talk for the same money? (laughs) I did that a lot. I can do that. I did that a lot. Are there Game of Thrones themed strip clubs that I could just like nerd out? Oh my God.
2: There is one client, one of my like regular clients that would talk to me about Game of Thrones. Wow. All the time.
1: I could could do that.
2: (laughs) I could be a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I say anyone could do it. It's really not. uh, It's i I
1: think I think you should give yourself more credit. I think there are very few people out there who could have done this, and you did it, so that's amazing it was fun i i did do you enjoy find it. that in comedy, the fact that you have quite literally stood in front of people naked before or at least almost naked before does that help has has that sort of helped you at all with stand up I mean is that like does it take the edge off a little bit or yeah, I guess in the grand I scheme guess. of
2: things, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is really not that big of a deal. Yeah. I guess if you do The Naked Show. I I So The Naked Show, do they pay you to do that? I don't know
3: if it's paid or not.
2: Okay. Um, I recently did a my first stand-up show, Naked, because there are like a few of those shows around. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about them, but I was also like... I used to get paid a lot of money to be naked in front of people. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I really want to, like, lower my price point. Yeah. Um, and then I, I did do a naked show, and they did pay me at um, Alex Cummings' new club, Club Cummings. Uh, and it was really fun, actually. Huh. I, I didn't – I was surprised. But that's, like, also a special club, like, very gay-friendly, like, yeah. very, like, open environment. No bachelorette parties there. No bachelor parties.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I worked the door at the naked show once at a, a festival and I had never gone to see the naked show and the naked show. It's what it sounds like. It's just stand up comedians telling their jokes naked. They come out with a bathrobe. They take wow. the bathrobe off and then you're <laughs> naked and I'd never seen it before. How big is the audience of this thing? Uh, they usually do it at the Creek in the cave, okay. but <laughs> for this one, it was at a venue that was this small underground room and it wasn't that many people. Mm-hmm. And then the people were also right up against the stage. Oh uh,
2: yeah.
1: So
3: it was a lot different than Creek in the cave. That's so, a lot more intimate. Yeah, yeah. So one comic who I'm friends with, she did it and her friends came And they sat in the front row. And as soon as she got out, she couldn't stop laughing because she's like, I had no idea you guys would be this close to my badge. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting so much anxiety knowing that this exists, like, and
1: imagining doing it. I have a hard enough time imagining myself doing clothes stand up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The interesting thing about it was that there were maybe like three total creepos that showed up. And I'm like, I bet they go to every show, they got there super early. Yeah. One guy, I don't think he spoke English. They all came by themselves, and it was just three men who didn't look like they were there for the comedy. But you can't take pictures or okay. anything like that, and they always have security at, at those shows mm-hmm. in case somebody does get out of hand or try to film or whatever. Um, But, yeah, those three creepy guys, because I, I was kind of... Uh, this was post-divorce, uh-huh. so I had like way less inhibitions about things uh-huh. and I uh told the the booker that I would do a show in the in the future but um what happened I didn't get booked. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, I I only said it one time when it was right after she had already booked up one show and then she said that she might have another one in this was last year and she said you might have another one in march and the march show never happened and Mm. then i never reached out again because i was like i think that was like a one-time offer thing but i was with cecilia at the time and uh she was very supportive and she's like oh if you want to do the naked show yeah go do it but for me i thought if i could the thought of it is completely terrifying for me, but I'm like, if I could do this, then mm-hmm. nothing else will be this bad. If you could do... If you can do th- anything naked. Naked in front of strangers. It's easier by default from here on out. I would never... I'm I'm not the... I wouldn't even like go to a nude beach, but at the time I was like, conquer your fears, Carolyn. Yeah. Be, be naked. And then I, I mentioned something... Uh, well, Cecilia was telling my mom... Because Cecilia actually went to the show when I was working the door. And... Uh she was telling my mom about it, and then I mentioned that I might do it, and my mom was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> right away. And she looked like at uh, Cecilia like, are you crazy? Are you going to let her do this? But I'm like, they can't take pictures or anything. Yeah, there's like, no the video yeah. of it. Yeah. It I, guess matter. They, uh, yeah ugh, I don't know. Like, uh, you only well, live once.
1: I got to do regular stand-up first.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, stop I believe thinking you. stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> Just start naked. You might as
2: well. <laughs> so when I was watching the naked show, when I was watching the other comedians, not the naked show, but a naked comedy show. Um one of the many. <laughs> one of the many. <laughs> Apparently it's a thing. Yeah. I would forget that they were naked after like the first minute of their set. Oh, cool. You sort of just forget once you are listening to them. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I didn't notice. I didn't really notice. That's awesome. Unless if they were like referencing part of their body, mm-hmm. then obviously you get nudity drawn part of their set. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get drawn back in. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as big of a deal as I, I thought it would be. Which okay. is funny that I thought it would be a big deal because I've been naked on stage. But yeah. that like when you're stripping, that's like the whole purpose is to yeah. draw attention to your nakedness. Um, this is different.
1: Mm.
3: So you quit stripping to focus on comedy, which makes about the same amount of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you make like a
1: few grand a week doing comedy, right? (laughs) Following your
2: dreams is expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. Um, No, I do not make (laughs) the same amount of money. Not yet. Not yet. But I will. I will exceed it. And also, I think the ceiling is higher with comedy. I think I was about at the ceiling with stripping.
3: Yeah. yeah, the ceiling's higher with comedy and the uh, longevity of it, I'm guessing. Though, if you want... I mean, there are strip clubs with older strippers, one being in Atlanta yeah. that is known for having an eclectic group. There's granny strippers? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's uh, one that goes around in a... And I, I haven't. I actually didn't go to this one. I tried going to the strip club. It's... It's very famous. It's like in the back of this old hotel and you would hear hear stories. And my, my friend had gotten a, a DUI and <laughs> didn't have a ID. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. they wouldn't take her temporary ID to let her into the thing. So I only got to go in for like two seconds and then had to leave. Uh, but oh,
2: you're a very loyal friend, yeah. right? I know. <laughs> I would have My, been like, peace. Yeah. See ya. I'll see
3: you in a couple hours. I need at least a couple hours. Right, right. Funny thing, this is <laughs> the same friend that used to exclusively date strippers. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We might have her on the show sometime. So she was shopping. She lives in lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was shopping. Uh, no, I think she was more into like the pink pony strippers and not the mm-hmm. uh, whatever this place was called. But anyway, there there was a, an old lady in she would wear this Little Red Riding Hood cape and then go up to people and ask them if they've seen the big bad wolf. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just, like, Great. expose her huge gray bush. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, my God. That's that is amazing. Rad. And then there was another one. I think she went by the name Blondie, and it was this older black woman who would just crush cans with her tits. Yes. Oh, my God. That's
2: awesome also. Yeah, that's that's like cool. getting into,
3: like, um, burlesque, like freak show, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. which it's I love more that. to that. Like when the two seconds I was in there, there were, I didn't see anything crazy. It was just this woman. And then she was doing her set on the bar on, on top of the bar. And she was wearing these like glitter go-go boots and had like a very space age kind of outfit on. Like cool. A
2: Barbarella type. Looking? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm, that sounds fun. That sounds really fun. Yeah.
2: yeah. I want to know the name of this place.
3: Yes, I gonna look it we're going to put a link on Facebook after <laughs> this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, that it should amazing. be still open. I can't imagine anyone would, yeah. would let it close.
2: It's,
1: <laughs> sounds like uh, a real uh, a niche kind of place.
2: Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. I like yeah, I like hearing about stuff like that and that there are older strippers because you know everyone is somebody's fantasy. So yeah, you know, there so there's maybe there's people stripping there longevity we'll
1: is more than. Like television, because you're old as a woman after 40 in TV. I don't know, unfuckable, <laughs> Un- completely unfuckable at that point. I was um, I was worried
2: it was after 30. And- yeah,
1: well, 30 is when you age out of being cast as Robert Redford's girlfriend ever. Mm, okay, well, so or don't. Bruce Willis or any of these old men that have ridiculously younger girlfriends in movies. I hate everything.
3: <laughs> I- <laughs> Amber, thanks for educating us about. The world of stripping. This no has been problem. thoroughly
1: educating and entertaining.
3: Yeah, I and, like it a lot. Uh, any of our listeners who are interested, uh, you know, if you want to tweet any more questions at mm-hmm. us, uh, maybe we can get Amber to answer them. I would uh, totally answer any questions you have, and uh, go be a stripper. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty rad. If you if you can do it, that's uh that's a nice side we'll cash. Do, like, take naked men's stand money. Up. Yeah, take men's take money. Take their take their money. Yeah. That is the, that's really honestly
1: the best way to, that's my Me Too movement. I'm just going to take more of their money. Mine
3: too. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That That money in your pocket, you know what? It's mine too. Yeah, I like that. Get out of here. Let's start the mine
3: too. Uh, I will be putting up a link to a uh, PayPal where you can send money to decking out. Hashtag mine too. I love it. And I'm no, serious about that. Yeah. I'm get, set that. Get up. that money. Set that up. All right. Well, it's time for our random question of the week. And this week, Sarah looks... I'm always excited for the random qu- I never know it, so... You don't know? No,
1: I'm not informed of the random question sometimes.
3: The random question is usually based on a thought or a memory I have. And I'm like, <laughs> how can I make a question that will invoke this <laughs> right? on the show that other people might have an answer to as well? Last time, it was that my embarrassing celebrity crush was Paris Hilton, and now she's engaged. So yeah. that one is officially over. Cause yeah. It's... I do now
1: know that about you forever. <laughs> you
3: <know? laughs> I, I shouldn't say that that often. It was, it was a brief time. It was a brief time. I know. She had something about fleeting... her for a
0: little bit. Yeah. Thank you. I
2: mean, I, I definitely, eh. I can see it. But yeah, she had like a moment where yeah. you were like, oh, there is something enamor- a
3: hot." Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: This week's question.
3: Oh, no. Thank you for coming to my defense, Amber. I (laughs) appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, What was your first non-intentional gay experience? Oh, God. Like, when you were a kid, was there something that happened that was, like, Um, pretty gay that you didn't realize at the time? But looking back, you're like,
1: whoa. uh, Mine was later than child in. Mine was in college. Yeah. uh, Where I didn't... I think, in hindsight this girl had invited me into her dorm to watch a bootlegged Japanese copy of the L word to make out. <laughs> wow. And I wow. didn't, I didn't pick up on any of the signals Oh, and nothing happened. So we just watched the L word together and um, yeah, it was like a copy that she had gotten. It's like on VHS, which is a testament to how bootlegged this copy was and also yeah. to how long ago I was in college. And, um, Yeah, and it had, like, Japanese subtitles on it. And uh, it was clearly something that she had found, like, on the internet and bought or something. And she just, like, wanted me to come over. And And this is before I really came out to anyone. She wanted me to come over and watch it. So I did, and that's the end of that story. That's all it was. (laughs) Um, But in hindsight, I think that was her way of, like, trying to uh, initiate something um and then she married an aggressively average looking guy and they have a kid and live in wow. texas now so yeah oh yeah that's isn't that a bummer sad. it was that's yeah but looking back i'm like oh i think she was like coming on to me a little bit
3: yeah maybe that's or more at sad least was trying to like dana dying at least yeah
1: at least was like testing Spoiler, the waters like, with me um so yeah i guess that was mine which is a classic lesbian experience because it involves the L word and a woman that you like marrying a guy. So. Yeah, aw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. I didn't like her that much.
2: I, um. let's see, I was in middle school and there was a girl that I definitely had a crush on that was like my best friend, but I also... Definitely had a crush on her and she got a boyfriend and it made me really upset and really jealous and I didn't like him, but I still like ended up hanging out with them all together Um, and it ended up being like the three of us all the time and that upset me Um, and then they, I don't know if this is lesbian exactly or more just tomboy, but I never wore dresses. I refused to wear them Mm -hmm. and they dared me. To wear a skirt to school, and I think they like pay. They were like, if you do, then we'll like pay, like pay you ten dollars. And I wore a skirt to school for the first time, and I was horrifyingly yeah. embarrassed. It yeah. was like neat. It was like um ankle length and sunflower patterned. Nice um, oh, for ninety, and I had. These same, not these ones that I'm wearing, but the same style, Doc Martens. Yeah. Purple. That uh, sounds kind of gay because
3: it sounds like something Tara would have worn on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Okay. I could see her in a sunflower.
1: Also like going to great lengths to like Make delight this, some girl that you're girl into. Yeah. Like that yeah. definitely yeah. Was a gay it was experience. it really yeah, was like,
3: for that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, So that, I don't know. Yeah. This, no, that's unintentionally gay, gay Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 What about one. yours? Mine is uh, <laughs> a memory I had. So uh, over the holidays we were watching old home videos and uh, from when I lived in Montreal, and that reminded me of when I was in kindergarten. And it's this experience that I really don't tell people about because I always ha- had like so much shame mm-hmm.
2: uh,
3: about it, but now I'm like, I, I didn't really do anything wrong. I, w- I was just a kid, and uh, she tricked me. So... <laughs> Um, but it was it was in kindergarten and it was nap time and me and my friend were like napping next to each other and she whispered to me and asked if I would show her my vagina. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so there I like go. lowered my pants a little bit, and she, I don't know. I thought she was just like making sure hers was okay. I yeah. didn't know
1: at the time. <laughs> at, when you're that little, it's just like, what do you have? It's like,
3: yeah, it was it's like a very, doctor. It's, yeah, yeah, very normal. It was a very innocent kid thing. But then she ran up and went to the teacher and goes, "Carolyn, show me her vagina." Oh my oh, God! What you a know bitch! What? Right? I, right? You. you no. Isn't it surprising that I still love women yeah. <laughs> after that? <laughs> Betrayal. No.
1: You know, that Betrayal. is a very gay story because <laughs> the, the straight girl who's curious for like one second then turns around and like,
3: out to you to everyone. Right? Right. She outed me to the teacher and then I had to be like, I had an itch. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, like, I was really good at lying as a kid. Oh my God. I was God. really good at lying. That is really quick. So, a quick lie. Yeah. So the teacher was like, well, if you have an itch again, Carolyn, go to, go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And I'm like, I can't believe what what was her end game there. What yeah. was her end game? What what? I wish I remember her name because I would I would put her on blast right now. Yeah, but I don't. That was we were we were five years old. Yeah. I don't remember. But but that was a that was a mean trick. That's a so me. Mean and at it was a age, super gay I'm sure. Yeah,
1: I feel like at that age though, like that teacher has seen that so many times. She's just oh, like, oh, sure. they're over there. She's like Ev- probably every nap time involves a couple kids whispering to each other and showing them their their stuff. Yeah, she's like, ugh, again. Yeah,
2: these but kids. As kids get <laughs> older, it's hard because you don't know. Like, I've been you don't a nanny, be like, no. and you don't want to scar them. You don't want to yeah. be like our genitals are bad. Yeah, and sex is bad. Yeah. Right. but you do want to be like that's private. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe not at Barnes and Noble, <laughs> but
3: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe maybe I'm wrong because I. I I don't know. I'm not a dude and mm-hmm. I didn't have the most dude friends growing up or they wouldn't have admitted this stuff. But I feel like dudes show each other, like they all see each other's junk. Yeah. Right? Yes. Is that little thing? boys they show do. each they, other. Little
1: boys show each other and, as co- like a and comparison compare. thing. Yeah. 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 I remember okay. that when I was a kid, being okay. friends with like the little neighbor boys and they would like... Pull down their pants in front of each other and be like, look at mine. Look at mine. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That that basically continues their, for their whole life in some okay. way. Because I feel yeah, like cause my they guy have friends, urinals. Yeah, and yeah. just like the whole that's that's where the where dick measuring begins. And then it takes other forms throughout life and the forms of like
2: money and how
3: power big is and,
1: your
2: nuclear right.
1: Right. Your button. button.
3: Yeah, yeah, it all comes to nuclear <laughs> button. Yeah, because I would have guy uh. friends who would make uh comments to each other like yeah. to try to embarrass each other and it kind of uh, insinuated that they uh, had seen each other's yeah. dicks and I was like wait do you guys like show each other your penises yeah. and they would like laugh and be like no you're stupid yeah. but I'm like you must no, certainly are, yes, certain they sure are. Guys.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not gay yeah. yeah
3: but you guys do all really gay
1: things so. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: You wrestle, show each other your penises. hit the showers together. Oh, man.
1: No one believed you guys. Oh,
2: yeah. When you guys were talking about locker rooms, I totally had that thing where I just wouldn't, I would change in my own little area. Yeah. Or, like, if we had to shower, I would just shower with my bathing suit on. Yeah. You know, just... Oh, man, being young sucks. Yeah. Just to avoid any, like, looking like I was... any
1: question whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Well... Where can we find you on social media
1: to plug your stuff?
2: Yeah. Uh, You can find me on Instagram or on Twitter at Amber C. Rollo, A-M-B-E-R-C-R-O-L-L-O. Or I have all my dates and everything on my website at AmberRollo.com,
3: A-M-B-E-R-R-O-L-L-O.com. Great. Mm Mm-hmm. Amber, thank you so much for diking out with us today. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Yeah, this has been a great time. And uh, as you guys know, you can follow us on Diking out at every handle. Uh, thanks so much for diking out with us this week and every week. And if you like listening, uh, tell your friends, leave us a review, tag people in our posts on Facebook, comment, email. Remember, if you have any questions about stripping and you want to be a stripper, uh, we encourage it. And Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then when mm-hmm. your parents find out and they get angry, uh, you can point them to us and then mm-hmm. we'll get new subscribers. Definitely. Um, yeah. That's yeah. it.
1: That's the whole thing. That's it our just plan. comes back to us.
3: <laughs> yes. So uh, email us questions, out at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you dike out with us next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.